0: Greetings, Buff fans, from CU at the Game. This is Stuart Whitehair, publisher and editor for the CU at the Game website, and your host for the CU at the Game podcast. We're getting closer to the start of spring practices, which means that Brad Geiger and Neil Langland will be back with me soon as we give you a unit-by-unit look at the CU spring roster. In the meantime, however, we continue with our CU at the Game NIL campaign, with an interview with graduate transfer linebacker Robert Barnes. Barnes was a four-star safety prospect out of Texas with offers from across the nation. Texas wanted him, as did schools like Ohio State, USC, Alabama, and Notre Dame. But Barnes chose Oklahoma. After four years and four Big 12 championships, Barnes transferred to Colorado with two years of eligibility remaining. Last season, Barnes played in 11 games with a 10-tackle effort against Washington, which included an interception and a fumble recovery, giving Buff fans a taste of what Barnes wants to bring to Folsom Field this fall. So, what did Barnes say to the team when he was asked by CU head coach Carl Durrell to talk to the team about the transfer portal? What did it feel like to lose eight games last fall in Boulder? after losing all of eight games in four years in Norman? And what does Robert get to hold over his father now that he is a buff instead of a Sooner? Let's find out. Okay, and we're back and I'm joined by, I don't know how, you can't even use years anymore. <laughs>
1: Graduate Super, super-duper senior. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: okay. we'll call you super-duper senior Robert Barnes. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: Very good. Thank you. Well, it's hard to figure out classes anymore because you go all the way back to the class of 2017, if I'm right, the recruiting class of 2017? Yes, sir. Okay, and you're uh, coming out of Texas. And if I got the the numbers right off the, like the rival side, you were like six three hundred ninety eight something out of that like that out of out of high yes. school. Yes, sir. Okay, because I was six three one ninety eight in high school, and I didn't have an offer sheet anything looking like what you had. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what we what I did wrong, but I didn't. I wasn't considered a four or five star recruit coming out of high school. So you're out of Southlake, Texas, is that right? Yes, sir. Southlake Carroll. Did you grow up there or is that something you just got to at high school?
1: Um, Yes, sir. So I grew up around the area. Um, I grew up in in Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex my whole life. Um, So, you know, I grew up going to Keller schools, uh, but my parents moved to Southlake so that I could eventually go to, um, you know, Southlake High School just because it was a, you know, Texas powerhouse, um, you know, a school that was going to give me a lot of recognition and just, you know, develop me into the player that I knew I wanted to be going into college. So, yeah, I didn't, Elementary and intermediate school. I didn't go to South Lake or um, but then once high school hit, I was in South Lake from freshman to my senior year. So Okay. And you were one of the top safety
0: recruits <laughs> in the nation. Yes, um both fans will know that, but you were one of the top safety recruits coming out of high school. Sure. Yeah, offers from you know, Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Notre Dame, all over the country, all the big powers in the country, and yet. You decided to go to Norman. Now, you know, being old enough to be remembering not only the Big 12, but the Big 8, when CU was part of the Big 8, of course, we're very familiar with Oklahoma and the Sooners, but growing up in the Dallas Metroplex, what is it that got you out of Texas? I understand Oklahoma gets a lot of its players out of the state of Texas, but what
1: drew you to Oklahoma of all places? So – First and foremost, so my dad played there from 88 to 92. Um, My mom went there, and my sister also went to Oklahoma. So Oklahoma has always been in the family. And, um, I mean, I don't want to use the term brainwash, but I think growing up, (laughs) I was always an Oklahoma fan. I grew up watching DeMarco Murray, Sam Bradford. I grew up seeing those guys like Kenny Stills, Jermaine Gresham, and, um, you know, all those guys play. Um, and, you know, it was only a two and a half hour drive to get to the game. So, you know, on Saturdays, me and my dad would go up to the game um, and, you know, I was just constantly watching Oklahoma football. I was in the locker room able to, you know, to get that kind of VIP access because of my dad. Um, so when I started getting recruited, Texas was was one of my early offers, Baylor, you know, some of those schools. And, um, you know, it crossed my mind to stay in Texas, but I think ultimately, I liked what coach Stoops was building at Oklahoma. I liked, um, you know, just that it was where I always wanted to be um, in a sense coming out of high school. And um, it just, you know, helped that they were winning back-to-back national I mean uh, back-to-back big 12 championships and competing for national championships. And, um, you know, I felt like it was the best fit for me being a bigger safety and, you know, going to the big 12, being able to cover and, and, and doing all the things I, I knew I did well. Um, So yeah, so ultimately that that all went into the decision of you know committing early. I committed my junior year, so uh, or the summer of my sophomore year, going into junior year. So yeah, Yeah, it was a commitment, but yeah, I was pretty sure.
0: Yeah, it looked like yeah you you committed real early, even in your your, like September of your junior year. So. Did you take the opportunity to go to any other places? Did you actually take any other official visits or was it just I committed and I'm done and thanks for the offer, but um, I'm going to be a sooner.
1: Yeah. So um, I didn't take any officials. Um, I was committed for so long that I think that my, my biggest, uh, you know, focal point was, uh, you know, just trying to build that Oklahoma class. Um, and, you know, we had, uh, we had a lot of top guys that are in the league right now that I came in with like CD and, Kenneth Murray and, you know, a lot of those guys in the combine right now. But so, you know, it was that was my focal point. It was like I knew where I wanted to go. Um, You know, I didn't want to, you know, risk the validation of the class to, you know, they see me being a leader in the class, going to take other visits and all that stuff. So I just decided to to, to remain uh, with my commitment and stay through and through. And, yeah, it was Oklahoma all the way from my junior year to senior year, I guess.
0: Okay, and
1: I want to jump
0: ahead a little bit, but once you got to CU, did anybody tell you that the time that your dad was at Oklahoma that they never beat Colorado? Oh,
1: yeah, I'll make sure to remind him. Okay, I just want to
0: make sure if you hadn't got that little piece of information in, there was a streak of uh, six or seven games where CU beat Oklahoma every year, and that was in that stretch. So just in case you need some bragging rights around the household.
1: I love it. (laughs)
0: Okay, so you get to Oklahoma, 2017, and you're good enough. And obviously, Oklahoma has lots of four and five star players, but you're good enough to play as a true freshman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, looking at the stats, you had uh, played in ten games, got a start. Oklahoma twelve and two, Big Twelve champions, went to the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. What was it like as a as a true freshman making it all the way to the the semifinals of the
1: college football playoffs? Um, I mean, it, it was exciting. I think that um, you know, I chose Oklahoma because it was a place that I kind of based off their depth. They had a lot of guys leave, and um, I know I could come in there and compete as a true freshman. And you know, being able to play in those games and you know just get that learning experience um, was was you know it, it was it was amazing just to to have that early experience. Um, I think that uh, you know once we, I think the the college football playoff is. Is something that you know it was the second year, or second or third year, I believe that it was even going on um, when we made it for my, the first time, my freshman year. But I think the I always say the progression is kind of like you go for the first time and you're just super excited to be there because they flood you with all the gear and then they flood, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. you're so overwhelmed, especially as a freshman. Like you know this is this is bowl games. It's all the like cameras and lights are on us We're playing Georgia, and um, so I think it was exciting, but um, at times it was also overwhelming just because it was just like, you know, all the lights were on us and everything like that. You know, of course we didn't come away with the outcome that um, we wanted, but I think just overall that experience um, even has helped not to jump forward, but it's helped me now being able to, you know, guide this team to, you know, showing them that basically what it takes to get to somewhere like that. Right. Okay. Well, the
0: next step, lather, rinse, repeat. Sophomore year, mm-hmm. same thing, twelve and two, win the big twelve, go to the college football playoffs, but now you're a regular starter yes, on the team. I think they had done you had eight starts at, at safety yes, sir. your sophomore year. So based upon what you learned the freshman year, how much you know, was it easier for you then to do the college football semifinals sophomore year? I guess that was against Alabama that year, that uh, made it back there. to the semifinals again.
1: I was about to say, I mean, easier, no, because we had Alabama to play. Um, <laughs> but I think that just that experience, um, you know, the start of my sophomore year, I had to deal with some injuries and I had a hamstring injury that, you know, prevented me from starting those first four games or whatever it was. Um, you know, ultimately, once I kind of got the, the the boat rolling and, um, you know, you know, was starting and all that, it was Um, you know, I kind of just, I had a few posts where I just took a deep breath because, you know, I was out there, you know, as a sophomore, 19, 20 years old, um, playing in front of a hundred thousand people every weekend um, in Oklahoma. And, you know, you just kind of have to breathe and be like, you know, I'm here, but I'm supposed to be here. And, you know, it's time to just go play football. Um, And I think that, um, you know, being at Oklahoma, we did have that type of standard of winning like that, like, like you said, rinse and repeat, like it was Okay, it was, you know, we're going to win the Big 12 championship and we're going to go to the college football semifinal. Anything short of that was a failed season. Um, So, you know, just being a younger guy, but kind of in a leadership role, being a safety. um, I think that having that experience my freshman year carried me a lot along the way through sophomore year. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, I got hurt against Alabama. But, you know, overall, I think that, you know, that sophomore year was probably my most memorable. and most fun experience that I had at Oklahoma.
0: Right. Because it started to, you got injured your junior year. What, what, uh, what happened? And obviously you've recovered from it, but uh, what, uh, what did you uh, incur? What did you suffer in your junior year?
1: So it happened at the end of sophomore year against Alabama. Um, I tore my hamstring completely off the bone. Um, And, you know, just after that, I went into, um, you know, it it was hard being that young, because that was the first major injury I went through, and, you know, just being hurt on a national stage and then having to, you know, rehab the entire time through spring. And once spring happened, Coach Grinch and that whole new defensive staff came in. So I don't get to perform for them now. Right. Um, I have to kind of take the, the back seat, you know, to a lot of players. I'm not performing in spring ball, ball camp. I'm still not 100 percent, you know, I'm I'm kind of trying to fight through this hamstring injury. I, I don't feel like I can open up and run. I'm not covering like I used to um, tackling like I used to. So, um, you know, I try to play those first few games. Um, the, my, my junior season, that was when we still had the four game redshirt rule. So um, after I played the fourth game, um, you know, I just I went up to Coach Grinch and Coach Riley and I was like, you know, I feel like it's best for me to just redshirt this year. Um, and, you know, I think that that came from the injury, but that also came from just my mental state at the time. I don't think that, um, you know, being, I wasn't prepared to handle the real, I mean, theoretically, I was, I felt like I was on top of the world my sophomore year. Right. And then junior year, when you think you could have one more year to get to all your dreams come true in the league, you know, I'm not playing as much as I was. And I'm, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking the back seat. So, um, I felt like it was best for my mental health and my physical health to just redshirt my junior year. And then, yeah, that that led to the senior year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you're talking about Alex Grinch, your defensive coordinator, who both fans remember as being defensive coordinator for Mike Leach back in his days at Washington State. So you switch positions for your senior year or, okay, again, we won't say one of your senior years, you know, 2020 – what was that? Was that because of the new coaching staff or was it something that you wanted to do or how did you make the transition from safety to linebacker? What was going on there?
1: Um, I kind of started to, so like you said, graduating high school, I was already 200 pounds and a lot of safeties that come into college, their goal weight is 200 pounds. Um, so I think by my junior year, um, I started to just put on some weight. Like I was, you know, 2'10", two, and it was harder to keep it off. Like it was just natural weight. i I'm not a big looking guy, but you know, I'm, I'm like right now I'm 237 pounds, but you would think I'm 200. So, um, I just started to gain more weight. And so me and, you know, me and coach Grinch, um, it was actually the junior year spring ball. Um, we decided to make the move and, um, it actually was a blessing in disguise because so we decided to make the move like 10 days before spring ball was going to start. And I was like 205 pounds and I was going to have to play, the the wheel position so it was was Mm -hmm. another linebacker position but the other middle linebackers were 230 225 pounds so I was already at a at a you know at a disadvantage but then you know COVID hit so COVID hit and we only got one practice in and I got to go home so while I was home I went from 205 to when we came back in June I was 235 Wow. And I could fit in now. Like, I felt like I was I was a linebacker. I finally had was able to, you know, sculpt my body for four months being at the house, eating, eating right, doing all the right things. So, yeah, it was just it was a decision by, you know, myself, Coach Grinch, my dad. And I just felt like, you know, my best opportunity to, to, to get to the league was playing linebacker, being one of those skilled linebackers that can cover and run and do all the things they're looking for.
0: Okay, I'm
1: going to make a little note to talk off air about how you get to 230 some pounds
0: and look like you only weigh 200 pounds. We're going to have to have a little discussion about that so you can help me out with that. Um, So, COVID hits, transfer portal becomes a thing. Now, you decide to transfer. What was involved in that? And how did you uh, land on sea as a potential destination?
1: Um, so in terms of what was involved, I think that, like I said, my mental state, my junior year, I had just lost a lot of myself, if that makes sense. So sure. in senior year, um, you know, I took that role of just learning from, you know, great linebacker coach and coach Odom, um, who's now at USC, but just learning from him, learning the position, knowing that it was going to take, you know, time to, to, cause I, I knew what I still had in me. I knew the athletic ability I still had and, um, the love of football I still had. So. Um, I knew that, you know, in my mind, I was going to, you know, play play the senior year with Oklahoma at linebacker, learn the position, do whatever I can to help the team. We end up going. Um, I forgot what the record was, but we beat Florida in the um, in the Cotton Bowl. And then, you know, as soon as that game ended, I always had the end in, in game in mind, I knew I was going to, you know, hit the portal right after so soon as that game's in at that game ends, I think I talked to Coach Riley like three days later um and you know just told him about my intentions and um you know it was it was more you know i wanted I wanted to leave there with respect I wanted to you know make sure that all the coaches had respect for me and so I talked to every single coach about it um and it wasn't it wasn't a thing where any of the coaches wanted me out either like they they all made it clear that they wanted me to stay and um that they wanted me to be a part of Oklahoma for however many years I had left but um ultimately, I felt like for my career, it was time for me to move on. And I felt like me wanting to switch positions, I kind of wanted new scenery. I wanted to be able to change positions, playing a different in a different scheme at a different school. Like I just in my mind, it was time. It was, you know, I did what I needed to do. at Oklahoma walked away with four Big 12 championships, you know, um, and you felt like everything that I could do was done there. So, you know, I entered the portal. Um, portal was a crazy process um first day you're gonna have you know 50 coaches just following you and hitting you up from all over um some coaches you talk to during the high school recruiting process okay. um, you never talked to before you know I um me so my, I went on a trip so I hit the portal and then I think like three days later um we had already planned a trip me and my girlfriend and her family were going to the Virgin Islands so uh, it was a good, you know, good time to just clear my head and be able to, um, you know, be somewhere and not have to worry about this stressful process. But sure. at the same token, you're in the Virgin Islands, you're on a beach and there's not a lot of service. So I'm having to walk away and take calls because I'll just get it. It's like, it's almost like the draft. Like you get a call and if it says, you know, a certain area code, you're like, oh, this might be a coach from North Carolina. This might, you know what I mean? So sure. um, I'm, 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 I'm going accepting calls. And so it came to the last day. Um, you know, it was it was a process of, you know, in my mind, it was like all these schools have been reaching out, but I just hadn't found that one that because you know, I you only get to make two decisions. So I made Oklahoma decision, and so now this is the decision I had to make right. So it's it's kind of different from your high school recruiting to where it's like you have four years. I knew that this next destination was two years and I'm done, and it needed to be the perfect fit. So in saying that, um, my dad gave me a call and he was like, um, you know, coach, coach Wilson called, um, he was like, I know coach Wilson. I trust coach Wilson. I played with him at Oklahoma. Um, and so he, he wants to give you a call. So, um, I got on the phone with coach, coach Wilson. And, you know, the first thing I took away was just his enthusiasm, you know, his enthusiasm for the game his enthusiasm for me fitting in the scheme and just his plan for me as a, as a linebacker and, uh, playing for the university of Colorado and so really after that 15 minute conversation, I knew it was a done deal. Um, I knew nothing about Boulder, um, but as soon as my mom, um, you know, I told her I was I was going to end up going to Colorado. Um, she said, uh, she was like, Oh, you know, I can't wait to come see you in Boulder because it's a beautiful place. And then I started looking up the research and the history of the team. And um, it was, it was a perfect fit. It was a place that, you know, um, is, is night and day from Norman, Oklahoma in terms of scenery. <laughs> and um, right. I knew that coming with my experience and my leadership qualities and just being on a winning team that I could take a team that hasn't won in a while um, and, you know, get them there by the by the time I leave. So I knew that that's where I wanted to go. Yeah. Well, that's,
0: that was always a lament, you know, when I was in school and we were in the big eight and everything like that. It's like you talk about scenery. Yeah. Ben to Norman, been to Lincoln, been to Boulder. If you're basing on scenery, you know, see who should be national champions every year. But uh, I, I tell people all the time. <laughs> in terms of what you were leaving versus where you went, well, first I just want to read everybody a quote from uh, uh, Brandon Drum, who's a national guy, Oklahoma yeah. uh, beat writer. He does a lot of stuff with recruiting and things. Here's what he had to say about you. A great team guy, you're talking about a guy that didn't whine or gripe publicly. He just kept his nose down, played special teams, and he did his best at it. He will be an instant leader if given a chance at Colorado. So you're given a pretty good send-off from, from Oklahoma for those that you know that knew you there. Mm-hmm. But you had to, you know, looking at the record in the four years you were at Oklahoma, four, like you say, four Big 12 championships. Yes, sir. You go from a team that lot went 12 and 2, 12 and 2, 12 and 2. And they mentioned last year's nine and two for the COVID year. Mm-hmm. You went from a program that lost eight games in four years to a program that lost eight games last year. Yeah. So, and you talked about, you know, programs doesn't have, at least in the recent past, the history, you know, Oklahoma's had for, you know, decades and decades. Was that a consideration? Did you think about, you talked about you want to help Colorado build back, but was there a part of you that's like, well, if I'm going to go to a school, I want to go to a school that's already winning so I can be part of the playoffs. I can be part of bowl games and be part of championship runs uh, or was it more just uh,
1: coach Wilson and, you know, feel comfortable with coming to Boulder? Uh, well, I mean, I think it was a combination of both. I think you, when you're making that decision, you, you think about the winning, but um, it also, like I said, I mean, it's it's your second decision and you have to make a right one. And I think it's more about what scheme fits you personally. Um, and I knew that what coach Darrell and coach Wilson were building had promise and um, I think that, I mean, as you look at the college football playoff, it's, you know, mo- it's most of the time the same teams in the top four. And then, right. you know, there's a few, there's a few that, that that might make it that year. And um, just looking at the Pac-12, I mean, you have the top guys consistently with Oregon and Utah. But I think that those are the only two that are kind of the ones that are constantly pushing and um, I think that, you know, everything that we're building, especially with this new coaching staff and um, with the defensive staff that we already have and going back to your question about when I was being recruited, you know, after this, uh, you know, during the portal process, um, I just saw a promise. Like I, I saw um, a school that, you know, has won before. Not many schools can say that they have a national championship and, you know, Colorado does. And I think that I, I wanted to be, My final decision came down to uh, schools that could contend for championships and then a school that can contend but needs help getting there. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of a team that needed help getting there because I am a leader and I, I wanted to become a leader, um, you know, here. And, you know, my goal this year is to be voted as a team captain and um, right. all that stuff. But, you know, my ultimate goal is to be able to see this team that has lost so much in terms of coaching, in terms of games and just see that confetti fall on everybody. And it's just a happy ending. OK, well, before we start talking about how great 2022 is going to be
0: for you, let's talk a little bit about last year. Your first year in Boulder, yes, sir. Um, eleven games, three starts on the field for almost 400 plays, 44 tackles. Probably best to talk about the Washington game. Exactly. I'm guessing that that might have been your your favorite. Ten tackles, exactly. an interception, and a fumble recovery. I'll, I'll ask you, what was your favorite game of the 2021 season? If I didn't <laughs> guess that correctly,
1: <laughs> it was it was definitely Washington. <laughs>
0: Okay. Anything stand out as far as uh, any games or any plays that uh, is more memorable for you? The end of the Oregon State game, the Washington game, what, uh, what was your favorite parts uh, about the 2021 season for CU?
1: I think it was just that, you know, in terms of like my play, I think that it was just, I mean, it was a learning experience. I think that coming in, it's hard to learn a new scheme. It's hard to, you know, I'm playing a new position. I didn't, you know, really have a lot of snaps at linebacker at Oklahoma. So this is, it was all new to me playing that close to the ball. So in terms of most memorable, I think that as a team, it was that Oregon state game, just because Oregon state was such a, you know, a powerhouse in terms of this year, like they were just beating teams that they hadn't usually beat. And, you know, we, we, we were a big time underdog in that game. And, um just come just being able to pull out that win, seeing the fans storm the field, it just felt like a community, you know, team thing. Like it was just it was super fun. But in terms of personal um success and personal games, it was definitely the Washington game. And I think that it was that game because of, you know, I just feel like I came into myself as a linebacker. Like I feel like that's what I want CU fans to see. And like this is what y'all need to expect for, you know, the twenty twenty two season because yeah. that was the game that you know, now now I'm comfortable. Like now I can go play football because, um, you know, it took those those first, all those games before that to kind of, okay, figure this out, figure out how to play five yards from the line of scrimmage instead of 20 um, being a safety. So um, I'll definitely say the Washington game and then plays, you know, I, I love interception. So <laughs> the interception was definitely uh, one of my favorites just because I had to go get it and earn it. So, yeah. Well, there's been a, a lot of over-
0: overhaul in the the coaching staff, but you did keep your defensive coordinator, Chris Wilson, there's the continuity there. Yes, what conversations I mean obviously right now we're in the off season, got spring ball coming up, but you haven't had a whole lot of contact with the coaches at this point. It's just mostly the, the conditioning everything. what what conversations have you had with your defensive coordinator with uh, some of the other new coaches that are coming in on the defensive side? Uh, as far as schemes and what uh, your involvement going to be in the defense for this, for the 2022 season?
1: Um, I mean, I, I think that everybody's definitely expecting me to, you know, take that, that, that leadership role in the linebacker room over. And um, it'll be the same, same stuff you saw last year, but um, I can't give too much away, but you know, we'll sure. be, I'll, I'll be the Mo uh, the, the Mo linebacker and I'll be, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I, like I said, everybody's, gearing up to have a great season on defense and I think that we're all as a unit you know more comfortable with the scheme than we were last year we're learning it different they're making sure that they're teaching it different and uh, you know it's it just feels good to you know go in with the foundation um opposed to last year we had to learn everything in the spring and then we kind of scratched what we learned in the spring to learn new stuff in fall camp and then the season came and we still didn't really have a foundation. So we had to learn a whole new um, scheme, you know, as the season went on. But right now I think that, you know, Coach Wilson and, um, you know, all those all those defensive um, staff guys have, you know, found our foundation. They found our roots. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. These are the players we're going to do it with. And um, we're going to win a lot of uh, games doing it. Great. So you talked about being a leader, got a history of being
0: a leader, you're looking at, um, you know, potentially being a captain, everything like that. Your experience in the transfer portal versus the number of players that see you lost in the transfer portal, just talking with the teammates in the, in the locker room. Is there some sort of, you know, us against the world mentality? It seems like to the outside world, we're not in the locker room. We don't get to hang out with you guys. That, you know, there's a lot of losses on the, on the roster how is, you know, you're coming in as a transferee versus all the transferees going out and stuff like that. How's the, how do you talk to them about, you know, keeping the core together and, and keeping the spirits up uh, for the guys that are still in the locker room?
1: Yeah, um, so actually I had to, you know, we had a team meeting, you know, kind of when all that was going on. And uh, Coach Durrell had me speak in front of the team and just to just to get my experience on the transfer portal. And um, basically my message was, First and foremost, if you don't want to be here, then leave. If you think that there's a, you know, a better opportunity for you somewhere else, I did it. I mean, I'm the person that you can look at and be like, okay, he he understands because he did it. Um, But at the same time, I know that going to a new place is hard. It's hard work. It's hard mentally. Um, You don't know anybody. You got to, you know, kind of not even just win over a team, but you just got to make sure that you're, tolerated enough once you get in there that you can, you know, kind of assume that leadership role. Um, So I think that, um, you know, I I wish the best for, you know, all the guys that, that did leave, Um, you know, Mark Perry was my roommate. So um, I had a lot of conversations with him about when he was trying to make the decision. And um, it was the same stuff I'm telling you now, like you just got to make sure you're ready for that mental aspect of, you know, what the transport portal entails and what that means once you get to a new school. Um, But in terms of the guys that are on the team now, I think the only way I could describe it was just total buy-in. I think that everybody that we have right now is completely bought in. Um, And I think that you can see that in the strength and conditioning workouts. You can see that in our walkthroughs. You can see that in in everything that we're doing right now, that the guys that want to be here are here and are staying here. And um, I think that, I get the sense that everybody's tired of losing. Like, I think that, um, you know, it it, it broke me to a core losing that many games last year. But I think that we've changed and structured the offseason to put ourselves in, you know, a position to win games now. And um, while it seems like there's a lot of loss that occurred, um, I think that we have a lot of games, too. And I think that there's, you know, a lot of dark horses that uh, maybe didn't play a lot last year that are going to have – big seasons this year. We got freshmen that came in that know how to work and come from, you know, big high school programs that knew how to work and were used to winning. Um, we got RJ Sneed from Baylor. Um, he's a guy that was at Baylor and went 11 in, or he went one and 11 his first year or one or whatever it was. He won one game his freshman year, ended up winning the big 12 championship his last year. So he's been on a team that's used to losing and now they've created a standard that wins. So just having all those pieces together, um, I think it, it's gearing us up for a, a special year.
0: That's great, You have to love the sound of it because you weren't around, but you know the 2016 team at CU had a senior class, and again, we'll put "senior" in quotes. Super seniors had a bunch of guys that were tired of losing, and yeah. they said, "Okay, we're just not going to do that anymore. We're we're going to turn around." And they went from you know losing seven straight seasons to attend win season and win back to all the South. Yeah. So hope that works out as well for CU. I just want to give you one last opportunity to circle all the way back. Your coaching staff or a good chunk of your coaching staff, including Alex Grinch, your defense coordinator, you talked about your position coach. Now they're at USC. So what does that mean to you? And does it uh, give you any extra insights
1: or does it just give you extra incentive for wanting uh, to play USC this fall? I say that I cannot wait for the USC game. <laughs> Will it be a happy reunion? I don't know. I mean, I think I still got a lot of love for those coaches as they have for me, but I definitely have a constant chip on my shoulder that um, I'm going to have to get off at some point. I think it's going to be November or whatever, and the 11th, I think, or the 21st. I know. It's good that you got it already circled. That's good. It's 11th or the 21st. I can't remember, but um, I definitely have a lot to showcase that game. I'll leave it at that. (laughs)
0: I appreciate that. And well, thanks for becoming a buff, even if you're a super duper senior and uh, wish you a lot of luck and uh, look forward to having you uh, walk out as a captain for the coin flips this fall. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. This episode and this series of interviews would not have been possible without your kind contributions to the See you at the Game NIL campaign. So thanks to all of you for supporting your CU student-athletes. I'm enjoying the interviews, and I look forward to meeting and interviewing more CU student-athletes in the coming days. I hope that you are subscribing to the podcast so that you won't miss any of the upcoming interviews. This marks interview number 8 of 20, So there's lots more coming your way in the coming days. And I hope you check in with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts so that you won't miss any of the upcoming interviews. So, until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Buffs!
1: Thank you for listening to our See You at the Game podcast. For links to articles and stories referenced in this podcast, go to com. That's the letter C, the letter U, at com. If you have comments or suggestions, you can leave them on the website or send an email to seeyouatthegame at com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share it with your fellow Buff fans. Until next time when we will, again, see you at the game.